Hello and welcome to The Graveyard Shift, the weekly horror podcast where every week we take a listener-suggested movie and break it down into what the good, the bad, and anything else we find fun or relevant. I'm Mike, and I never work The Graveyard Shift alone. Please say hi to the lady who's a bit more talkative than the other ladies in this movie, my co-host Crystal. <laughs> That's very true. Hi, everybody. Uh, Crystal, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I still I feel a little sick still, but we're gonna get through this because it's a good movie and we got to talk about it. One of those things is more true than the other. So <laughs> I'm a lot sicker than I'm playing off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I woke up with a bit of a sore throat, so I'm worried that you know the first the first as soon as the temperature drops and all of a sudden my body's just like, well, time to die. <laughs> Same. I feel like a mannequin. I'm so stiff right now. <laughs> as long as you're not coughing up plaster. So uh, to be continued. <laughs> well, we're not out of the woods yet. I mean, don't jinx it. Come on. <laughs> so to that end, today's episode is Mannequin's first draft because we watched Maniac, released in 1981, directed by William Lustig. Produced by Andrew W. Garoni and William Lustig, with a budget of $350,000, it made $10 million at the box office. So, kind of a fucking success. Oh, yeah. Starring Carolyn Monroe, uh, she makes her return to the show as after being the uncredited Regina Fives. And Joe Spinell making his debut, but not his cinema debut, because he was in Godfather 1, 2, Rocky 1, 2, Taxi Driver, Sorcerer, Cruising... Uh, his first leading role was in this movie, which he also wrote the story and the screenplay, and he was an executive producer. He also starred in the last horror film with Carol, also with Carolyn Monroe, and his final role was an Undertaker. Sadly, he died slipping in the shower, cutting the back of his head on the bathroom glass door, and he bled to death while passed out on the couch. A sad end to a guy who could have been one of the one of the horror staples. Wow, I will never shower again. I'm done. <laughs> and uh, funny enough, the movie, th this movie was paid for from the profits from William Lutzig's pornographic films, Hot Honey. <laughs> it is Ron Jeremy, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> he probably met Ron Jeremy and thought, damn it, this guy, he, this guy, what if I found someone who could, like, Look like him, but, you know, not whip his dick out in every take. <laughs> oh, wait, Joe Spinell, wow. Holy smokes, you really look like this guy. And you probably cost a little less. <laughs> They're probably twins. Oh. <laughs> uh, this movie is so interesting. It was originally shot around October 21st, 1979, and it wrapped up on January 18th, 1980. Many of the scenes had to be filmed guerrilla style because the production could not afford city permits, including the shotgun sequence, which was filmed in just an hour. And the infamous scene where Frank murders the boyfriend, played by Tom Savini, was inspired by the true son of Sam murders committed by David Berkowitz, who shot people in parked cars with a 44 special. Now, Savini, who served as the film's makeup artist and their special effects artist, he received a role for the male victim from him already having made a cast of his own head. 
which has to be like the most convenient way to plan for a surprise job. <laughs> That's amazing. Right. That's how a lot of things happen, though. All right, we need someone to die, but we also need time to make a model of their head. Savini, Savini just walks in like the head, like the, like the horseman of Sleepy Hollow, carrying his own <laughs> head in his hands, and he goes. I'm sorry, did one of you fuckers ask for someone who was already prepared? <laughs> That's the guy that just always gets the job, no matter what he does. <laughs> I, I just feel like he's always prepared. He's always got a cast of himself ready to explode, so that just gets him the role <laughs> of a victim. <laughs> and this cast, yeah, he had a cast which was already filled with leftover food and fake blood. Because you can't just be water. Because you know we're not just we're not just balloons. We, you know we got chunks in us. So he threw chunks in there with the fake blood. And the best part is he used live ammunition for the scene, meaning that he had to immediately throw the shotgun into the truck of a waiting car, <laughs> driven by his assistant Luke Walter, who is a friend of Spinell, to avoid getting caught by the police. Because you know they're going to respond to a weapons discharge. Oh my god, I'm, I'm terrified at how they shot this. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine walking by and seeing this go down? Yeah, you see a guy just jump up on the hood of a car, unload a shotgun into a into a car, and then you just hear screaming, and everyone's and you're just wondering, how come no one's helping them? Why is everyone just <laughs> f watching it with lights and cameras? Don't, aren't they going to help someone? Is this a snuff film? No, it's an actual <laughs> film. Just calm the fuck down. <laughs> well, where's their permit? <laughs> <laughs> this is how I would probably shoot a movie. Just let's just do I, it. <laughs> yeah, I like. I would be like. How about I permit you to be in my movie? There's my permit. <laughs> terrified. Uh, let's get down to the rating. It has a 39% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And, uh, well, the original review for it came from Gene Siskel, who said he was so sickened he had to walk out of the film after the shotgun murder scene citing that the film could not redeem itself after the amount of violence up to that point. So a guy yeah, he missed it. So a guy who was paid to watch movies couldn't watch this. So instantly we're better than Gene Siskel. So, you know, that that's the takeaway. We are better reviewers both of us than Gene Siskel cuz we could finish this movie. Anybody that has finished this movie is better than that guy. Yeah, fuck him. This is, that's insane. You're being paid for it. Unbelievable. Yeah. And recent reviews have not been kinder. Stuart Galbraith IV, which is such a fucking wicked name. Yeah. The, uh, the reviewer for DVD Talk said, Despite some good direction and a sincere, even daring performance by character actor Joe Spinell, who also co-produced and co-wrote the screenplay, Maniac is alternately repellent and boring despite the obvious intelligence that went into its making. A low-budget slasher film notable for its extremely graphic splatter effects by Tom Savini, who also appears in the picture, Maniac is mostly a character study, anticipating the much superior, if no less unpleasant, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, 1986. Mm -hmm. did, did you ever see Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? I did not. Well, that's something we should probably put on the show. 
if it's got like a actual like horror aspect and it's not just like you know a painting of a guy <laughs> unless the painting makes people serial killers Ooh, see we also got to do uh the man who smiles the man who's... right across that what's that i know i heard about the man who laughs that one sorry <laughs> i was i'm picturing the guy's face in my head because I, I don't know where I came across it, but all of a sudden I was looking through the special effects on it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm pretty sure there was an old uh, 20s movie that was the inspiration for the Joker. I, uh, it's probably the inspiration for the Joker. I can't remember. But it was definitely... Um, they, they brought it up in one of the books for the Black Dahlia murders. Mm. <clears throat> uh, I think it's based off a painting. Well, let's get on with the movie. We'll start with the good, and we'll start with me. My first good is this guy's room. It definitely conveys a chaotic, messy, unstable mind. And the aversion he has to women being sexual with the body parts being scratched off in the posters. That's funny. That's your good. That is literally every teenager's bedroom. Any angsty punk rock teen kid. This is their bedroom. This was my bedroom. Yes, except up. the tits are ripped off on the poster instead of coated with jizz like a bullseye. <laughs> like, well, I didn't show a lot of tits on my walls just because I was jealous. <laughs> I didn't want them. <laughs> you, you just you just stare at the room and then you look at your own body and you're just like, all right, that's your role model. And go. <laughs> I said yeah, go. Yeah, you can't just be like, grow tits. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Twins activate. Form of wreck. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> okay, so what's your first good? My first good. Actually, I'm skipping a lot of it, but we're going to go straight to the fashions of this movie. Oh, boy. All the outfits for the most part, are pretty, pretty great, pretty timeless. There's some that really stand out. <laughs> uh, Frank's glasses. Um, oh my god, they're amazing. I love them. I want them so bad. And this is why I have that Andy Warhol vibe with him. Ah, it's it's amazing. And then the purple hot shorts. Those those things were timeless. But ser seriously, uh, a prostitute wearing fishnets. A bodysuit and all this, all these layers. That's just, that's not right. <laughs> that's way too much work. Well, it is New York, so that's a that's pretty upstate. So, like, it, it's close to the Canadian border, so it's a little chilly. I, I mean, it can be chilly. That's fine. But that's a lot of layers to get through in order to hurry up and bang in a car or something. <laughs> You're getting paid for your time. Uh, unless, like, the undressing is part of the experience, like, you know, like unwrapping a Christmas present. Wow, I've been desensitized by too much, like, easy porn, then. <laughs> Just get in and get out. Why don't even go for the storyline? <laughs> yeah, the, well, those ladies are practically wearing, like, tearaway clothes. <laughs> it's like fucking wrestlers. Okay, but shouldn't, shouldn't there be clothes uh, that you just throw water on and they dissolve? That's like my dream <laughs> porn right there. Could we get on that? Somebody. Just like body paint clothes. Yes, I'm down for that. 
you know, do they, do they ever show edible panties being like eaten in the porns? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to research that. Not together. That's weird. <laughs> that would be unprofessional. <laughs> we review porn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that's our that's our new podcast, the Graveyard Shaft. <laughs> I'm trying to hold back a snort. Sorry. <laughs> uh, my next good is the decent music in this really builds the mood, and. Uh, and then there's the modeling song where oh we see a model shoot and we hear, we're going to a showdown, showdown, <laughs> going to a showdown. And I sent, I sent you this song on, we, uh, on it's on YouTube. <laughs> Is it? I, I didn't click on that thing. You sent so many links sometimes. Because it's <laughs> relevant. I, I thought you were just talking. <laughs> I, I, I'll definitely click your links from now on, I swear. <laughs> well, you, yeah, so you blew your chance for additional credit on research. <laughs> yeah, I did none of this. Uh, so, yeah, you can find Going to a Showdown on YouTube, and it is just, uh, just a catchy song, and um, kind of a waste, uh, kind of a missed opportunity, I have to say. Like, this is a good with an asterisk. That we have a modeling shoot with a showdown and like little pop shots going off in the song and like a little giddy up going on. And we don't have any of the model girls dressed up as skimpy cowgirls. <laughs> like I would be expecting them to hold like little plastic guns and like aiming at blaming at the camera with a little kissy face. Like <laughs> They were so, that whole scene was just unrealistic in every way. And those girls look so bored. Oh my god, uh, it was so boring. I hated that scene <laughs> yeah, so well, much. Yeah, well, look at the music they were playing to get them in the mood. That's true. <laughs> but like the the photographer girl was just so all about it, and then ah, uh, the models are such faces. And she's like, "Give me more," and they're like, "Uh huh," and they just turn. And towards the end, they barely even move, and she's just hopping around everywhere. It, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Well, maybe that's why Frank went after one of them because they were so stiff. They were ju- they reminded him of his of his subjects at home. <laughs> Easy pickings. <laughs> uh, did we even get into the premise of this? I mean, like, if anyone's not seen this movie, we should probably oh. give like a, a quick rundown of this. Uh, this is about a guy named Frank Zito, and he's got a bunch of mannequins inside his apartment. And he goes out, kills women, scalps them, and like nails he nails their ha- their hair into the mannequin scalps rather than you know just getting some fucking glue. <laughs> but he but you know the glue would require him to actually dry the inside of the scalp first, and he ain't got time for that because all these mannequins have blood from the scalp just dripping down their faces. Doesn't wash them. Doesn't maintain them. I mean, who knows what he does with these things. I mean, like, it, it's pretty obvious that he at least, like, if he doesn't fuck them, he at least, like, dry humps them. Ugh. Like, we don't know if he, like, I didn't see any corkscrew by the bed 
for him oh, to make a for, <laughs> so it looks like he doesn't like insert anything into the mannequins he just like grinds up on them until he's exhausted and then he passes out <laughs> after handcuffing yourself to him because <laughs> that that's just comfortable yeah his room like he's got a mannequin in his bed with him as well as a few suspended from the ceilings i think one's against the wall and uh, that's basically it. He mumbles to himself a lot. He's a gross landlord of a of a poorly maintained building, which you know, like even if he's not cooking anything in it, you just know that there's got to be a smell coming from it. Ugh. Yeah. Which is probably why no one bothers him to actually fix anything, because <laughs> they just look in his apartment for a second and they're just like, you know what? I'm fucking better than this. I'm doing great. I don't need your input on anything. <laughs> so disturbing. And eventually he, uh, he gets, oh boy, he meets a, a model photographer in, in a bizarre way. And he kills one of the models. And then for some reason he just decides I'm going to go, even though the photographer seems to like him, for him, in the few times that he acts human, he he just goes nuts and tries to kill her afterwards. And then she inflicts a really awesome injury on him, which we will get to later. <laughs> okay, could we talk about that scene where he meets the photographer, though? Yeah. that was creepy and weird. Like, it didn't fit, I felt. Like, with the kid, and it just looked like he was gonna take the kid. Yeah, and then... it, the scene begins with the with these kids goofing off on the bicycle. One's not watching where they're going. The bicycle gets grabbed. We see that it's him. And you think, oh no, the kid might be in any danger. But no, he's just like, hey kid, like watch where you're going. And Ugh. the photographer takes a picture of him. Like, I guess like being nice to the kid. But he he somehow decides like he's aware that she took his picture. So he... Like, how the fuck did he find her? Did did he, like, find some luggage? Yeah, he saw a tag that had her address on it. Or maybe it was her studio address. I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but... So, like, she took a picture of him and then, what, like, walked away leaving luggage for a second and then came back yeah. after he got a peek at it? Like, how did he go yeah, from so some weird. lady took my picture to I know where she is? I, I don't know. The, and the... Her not saying anything about his dramatic change in outfits from, like, when he meets him at the park and then goes to his ho her house. It's so weird. He's, like, a completely different person. And then she doesn't say anything. So did she not realize it was him at first? I don't know. The whole thing No, just... I think he mentions it like you took my picture. Yeah, he does mention that when he's at her house, right? Yeah, so he's not hiding or trying to be anyone else. It's, it, the whole thing's just weird because it looks like she caught him trying to steal this kid and then there's that weird pause with the music getting intense and then all of a sudden he just lets go and walks towards her but she just walks off. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't very impressed with that scene. It made me feel weird. And I was like, I hope this doesn't go even weirder down that direction. <laughs> but, mm -mm. Well, that's a very odd good. So... My next good, the prostitute. You talked about her looking weird with the fishnets and the layers, but 
her giving the sales pitch to the guy as she's walking by, <laughs> ending with, hey, for 75, I'll take you around the world. <laughs> Which, if you're not. That was good. Yeah, are you familiar with the prostitute lingo, what that entails? Um, I do. Uh, no, actually, I'm not. Do educate me, master. <laughs> well, I had to look this up because, you know, I, I'm not going to say that I learned any of this shit in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I had seen this line in another movie where some, where the prostitute's giving, like, a list. And uh, she ends with, like, around the world 75 or some number like that. If you ever know, like, any movies where where prostitutes are giving, like, the menu, you can just, like, let me know so that I can get out of my, like, get this, like, this this concern out of my head. Because there's a movie that I'm forgetting. And it has another prostitute giving a line. Anyway, around the world, uh, as I looked up on Urban Dictionary, is when the lady lets you use, basically gives you, like, the bowling ball tour, all three holes. Yikes. Okay. So with that being said, if that was 75, what the hell is the ultimate? Because that was 100. I imagine for the ultimate, you have to put down a tarp. The motel's going <laughs> to charge extra. Uh, I like the way she goes in there, too. She's just like, give me my favorite room. And then he just plops down money for it. Like, oh, okay. So that's how you do it. Learned a few things from her. So what's your next good? My next good goes back to uh, the headshot through the window. Um, the car. That was. That's my next good too. That definitely had to be on the good list. It was so good. I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like, yes, finally. Okay, it's not a mannequin. Let's do this. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> just even him just staring through the windshield while he's all oh, the, the headlights, oh. the headlights, and the fog, and then instead of like you think, oh, he's just gonna shoot into the car. But no, he does. He runs up to the thing, jumps on the hood of the car, gets on his knee, point blank, aims the rifle, aims the shotgun at the glass, and just blasts it, like I, like just full on shotgun blast to the head. No, like, oh, I got like some bullet shards in my face. No, it's face. I oh yeah, I remember. I used to have a face, <laughs> and it used to be what's on. And it used to be on my used to be skull. <laughs> It was such a creepy scene. It was so intense. I, I think that was probably the most intense. Yeah, no, definitely. The most intense scene in the entire movie was that whole thing. And then the kill in the back seat. The girl, like, just screaming. And it held on, like, a little too long, but almost in a yeah. good way. But, yeah. I mean, what would you do? You're kind of stuck in the back seat. You pinned yourself back there. They were both in the front at the time. Yeah, you know, but when she she jumps back, that's when she dies. She saw she saw they were in the back seat and she saw him, but then when like she's in the front seat when he's going to start the car. Well, yeah, like, and then this she, is after he gets the his head blown off the cider. Yeah, after he or not boyfriend this guy that she's going to cheat with, but whatever. Anyway, uh, then she's like, he takes him a minute. He's got to go around to the other side of the car. I swear to God, she dies in the back seat. They both do. No, they both go into the front seat. This is after that. We're talking about after. He's already died. The guy in the front seat. Died. Yeah, but I, she didn't leave the car or anything. She did. She, she jumped in the back. Well, I guess. But she's like, she jumped in the back, but like under the seat, kind of. 
thing. But she just That's like weird. stood there, or not stood. There, she was just there, and then just screaming huh. as he like. I thought he walked up to the. I thought he walked up to the passenger front door and, like, shot her through that. Weird. Maybe we saw two different movies. <laughs> you saw the director's cut of Maniac, which is exactly the same, but she's sitting in a different spot, and the director felt like it was worth. It was worth that. <laughs> Maybe this is. Now I've also seen this like a week ago, so we'll we'll say I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> good enough for me. <laughs> so my next good, after being denied by the hooker and the couple in the car, I was worried that there wasn't going to be any nudity in this movie. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> then an hour later, we finally get to see a model with like. Not, not much and not much real estate on top like all we get is like some pepperoni slices and one second of bush yeah is it is it worth it for this movie no but i gotta stay positive <laughs> it was so odd it was so weird in the movie the movie's like already in and then you just get too yeah too quick like just like a like if you're in the theater you're watching this you're like oh finally like you know, a, a good booby shot is like three to four seconds. So you can like snap it in your memory. But no, this was like a quick turnaround and that's it. And most of it is in, the, well, no, we're going to, uh, more on that, but not in this section. <laughs> Any more goods? No. Okay. My last good is I've never seen anyone get fatally wounded with an arm slice with a shovel. <laughs> Usually, yeah. at best, like the shovel would, is like pressed into the throat to decapitate someone, but to have some have their arm sliced with a shovel, that was good. And his breakdown at the end of the movie, where basically like it's all over, and he just he has like a Day of the Dead ending, yeah, where where he's just swarmed by all of his mannequin victims. That was actually really cool. I don't know why I didn't put that down. That was really, really cool. <laughs> they just, you see their faces and how like upset yeah. they are and what they want to do to this guy. And they, yeah. they do some shit to him. Yeah, mommy was awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I like that scene so much. I really thought it was like all happening. <laughs> and then like he becomes a mannequin as his head is ripped off from his body. <laughs> oh best part <laughs> i'm changing changing my mind that was the best part <laughs> <laughs> the kill of the week getting killed in his own dream <laughs> yeah. uh well without further a duty i guess because it's like shit now <laughs> we will talk about the bads so let's start with you okay my big one is starting at the beginning the couple on the beach when they're getting strangled and murdered, they're screaming the entire time. There's no, like, restriction to their vocal cords or anything. He's not strangling them. He is, by the way. But yeah. there's nothing. Str One thing this movie has shown us is that strangling does not impede your ability to scream. Yes. Uh, it was so weird. Uh, it just made me so mad at the whole entire movie. And it kept happening. So it wasn't just the beginning, but that was my first bad. I, I just, I wanted to shut it off right then. I was like, nope, this ain't going to work. 
It's gonna be no good special effects. <laughs> yeah, my my first bad was like about the hooker, and it just says she's really vocal for someone being strangled by a heavy dude for a long time. Yes, that took forever too. <laughs> she could have had like a full long conversation with this guy, and he's <laughs> what like. He's big for her, for like being on top of that little girl. Like, not a little girl. Hold on. Small body. Sorry. It's. <laughs> it was a lot. Uh, and the scalping, like, when he scalps her, it's like, it's like this really odd. Pa- it's like apparently skulls are different packaging than I expected. Because <laughs> he just cuts the front of her forehead and the scalp just slides off. Yeah, I don't think that's how it goes. This is like the battery cover for a remote control. <laughs> That'd have been funny. <laughs> it's a disco ball inside. <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to a showdown. <laughs> <sighs> so creepy now. <laughs> okay, so uh, what's your next bad? Yeah, my my next one was uh, definitely the hooker's outfit. And the choke game, which we've already been through. His choke game was weak. It was so weak. Oh my god. If she can if she can scream, you're not strangling the hooker right. <laughs> Mike would know. That's the graveyard ship tip of the week. <laughs> if she can scream while you're strangling her, you're just not doing it right. Are you sure you're in the right business? <laughs> That's a rookie mistake. No, not even a rookie mistake. Even a rookie knows you got to dig the thumbs into the vocal box. Dang, look at you. All right, killer tips by Mike. (laughs) Yeah, forget the rapper. I'm the original killer, Mike. (laughs) I want to see that showdown. I really do. (laughs) Uh, So my next bad is the traffic copter while Frank is driving into the city across that bridge oh, oh my god it was seriously a traffic a traffic cap a copter i'm so upset i can't even do it <laughs> so what were they doing that upset you so much it was so i felt like i was watching the news it was shaky it was you can tell what it's filmed on it's not and i'm not saying you know nowadays we you know when you do high up one of those Crane shots? Yeah, when you do those, it's, you know, it doesn't have to be absolutely steady or anything. But this was... The whole tone of the film changed. If you're going to use a helicopter for an overhead shot, get a stabilizer for your camera. Just for my sake, please. It's just terrible. Yeah, the whole thing was terrible. But now that we, you know, know the trivia and shot on a budget, just... Just get it out there. We need this. We need this shot. We're gonna pay a lot for a shitty shot. Let's do it. Every, yeah, we can't even pay for like a full titty linger. <laughs> that would have made the movie better. Just put a titty right there, <laughs> just right in the middle, chasing titties. Ugh. Yeah, but the uh, the you know with the gorilla style that this helicopter was filmed with, I wonder if even the helicopter guy knew that there was someone there, like. You could have had a guy like run up to the helicopter as it's taking off, latch onto the bottom with his legs, <laughs> like just clamped onto the landing gear, holding a camera as steady as he can, getting some shots of the city, and then like rolling away as the helicopter lands. 
<laughs> a little earlier than expected because he's don't he doesn't know why, but he's been burning a little bit more fuel than usual. <laughs> and you just have to roll off the landing pad and just fucking bolt before he sees you. That's exactly how that scene went. I I know it now. <laughs> the mystery has been solved. Oh my god. <laughs> I felt like such a snob watching that part too. I was like, ew. <laughs> and now you can appreciate it for the genius it was. It's genius. I love the gorilla style. I'm, I'm down with it now. I get it. <laughs> oh, the real, the real gorilla style fell. I mean, was getting Tom Spinelli to actually look like a shaved gorilla. <laughs> Man, that was a hairy dude. <laughs> oh, it's uh, funny. Didn't he just always look like he had a, a smell and a sweat to him, a glaze? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just like it's just like it's like putting anything more than one shirt on this guy is overheating him. <laughs> it's like why am I wearing a a suit? This is like a shirt and a jacket. I mean, I mean, I'll I'll do it because I'm a dedicated actor, but we we, we gotta we gotta like get a team to cool me off after these takes. <laughs> Wonder how like method he went with this. How many mannequins did he have to strangle and? I wonder Dry if he home. lived like this for a while. It's like he he just he wasn't ready to shoot until he took a trip to Zellers and <laughs> then like after he gets chased out by the security guards he tells the director, Okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> I've finally perfected my craft. Oh, Let's God. do this. I wanna see his criminal <laughs> record now. How many stores did he get kicked out of? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my my next bad you know we're having way too much fun this movie's almost taking this movie's almost like jumping up in the rating simply because of the joy it's bringing us now <laughs> but my next bad is the pacing this was so boring i had to play a game on my phone and my ipad at the same time <laughs> i was bored this took a long time to watch this movie <laughs> yeah it it was like the longest, the longest time to watch this. So, uh, what about you? What is your next bad? <clears throat> My next bad is, ugh, back to the couple in the car. It was the whole first part, before they're even murdered or anything. Uh, the guy is just like, hey, I brought you here to the middle of nowhere to screw you. And this girl's like, you know, I got a boyfriend, maybe not. Maybe this is not a good idea. And he's like, oh, cool. We're just going to sit here until you change your mind. Like, just gives her a cold shoulder about the whole situation. Then she's like, well, now I got to make, I got to please him. Yeah, yeah you, could, you could walk home. I'm not going to stop you. That's true. She could have She could have got out. It's, it's just, this is New York in the late 70s. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I respect a woman's right to choose. So... What are you going to choose? <laughs> Live or die. Are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the urban gauntlet, or are you going to put out for a ride? And this just proves the theory: if you're a hoe bag, you're going to get murdered in your car with another hoe bag. <laughs> the male hoe bag. Yeah, he was definitely a hoe. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. This guy was basically like the late seventies quagmire. <laughs> Uh, it's just so gross that that whole mentality and you see it in so many movies too just like this this is what you're supposed to do i did all this work driving here for you 
Yeah. <laughs> so, I, uh, I hated that part. Well, at least it had a, at least it had an ending that pleased you. Actually, yeah, I'm so glad that he got his ending. That was my happy <laughs> ending. You're like someone's gonna blow their load, but it's not gonna be you. <laughs> Leftover groceries and us prop head, apparently. <laughs> uh, my next bad is this: uh, the lady being hunted in the subway. She is aware that she's being hunted way too early. And there, I've got like a paragraph on here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to sprinkle coins on the turnstile instead of just, you know, cupping my hands and sorting through the change. Mm-hmm. So that she has to like go through the trouble of like trying to grip each coin and token to lift it up. What's with the train doors just not opening? Yes. What was that? I thought there was nobody on the train. And then all of a sudden there's... There, I mean, there's still nobody on the train, but like she can't open it, and then it just takes off. I've never seen a train stay that slanted, parked, whatever, yeah. for that long. Weird. It's supposed to stay open, and then as okay. it closes, then like two seconds later, bing bing, just to let you know, like, yep, don't fucking lean on the train because it's moving. Yeah, the whole thing makes no sense. I actually have a bad for this scene too. But keep yeah. going. I want your list. And. and <laughs> Then there's a multi-cut zoom on her face. <laughs> it's like this lady is an infomercial subject about how this has happened to you just before the narrator is about to disclose the better way. Oh and, and then there's bad audio. The bad audio editing, terrible ADR of her gasping while her mouth is closed. Yes. And the noises she makes the fuck are those sounds it's like she's getting fucked in the bathroom (laughs) the whole scene and where is everybody in that freaking subway is this new york yeah what is it what the hell is a new york subway without at least five homeless people and a clump of rats thank you yeah and that bathroom was far too clean and the acoustics in this bathroom was terrible because as she runs a tap to wash her face to the left of the frame, the sound is distant and to the right. <laughs> that whole scene was just... Maybe it was shot really fast, though. The, this is like a ventriloquist bathroom. <laughs> you can talk in the back and everyone's hearing it in the front. <laughs> okay, but in that scene, did you notice any writing on the wall? Um, maybe some? Did you did you notice any particular graffiti? Yes. There was clear... First of all, the, the graffiti was just horrible. It just looked like someone went in there, the same person, went in there and just wrote a bunch of crap on the wall. But <laughs> It's like, I am a vandal. Look yeah, at me. Exactly. I should be in jail. I probably wear a nose ring. <laughs> hey. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but there's a clear... <laughs> clear por- portion where it's just KKK. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? None of this makes any sense. And then you just put that there, and it's like, whoa, wait a second. This is you gotta watch. To you, gotta watch you gotta watch out for the New York clan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so a, gr- a great headquarters for the New York clan with such a multi-ethnic <laughs> assembly <laughs> in so the clear. city. It's like the best writing on the wall out of all of them. 
Like, they had a clear message right here. Like, jeez. The KKK, what about them? We exist. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and? It would have been funny if there's a heart yeah. around it. Like, oh my god, you guys. <laughs> that didn't, it I wasn't heart KKK. <laughs> uh, there was just problems. Yeah, at least in, uh, you know, Ottawa, we, re- we recently got a train called uh, called the O-Train. Mm-hmm. And it's a light rail transit. We just got it. And immediately there's been a fucking problem with it. It's the exact opposite of the train in this movie because the doors won't close. No way. You see, people are used to uh, getting on the buses. Yeah. And, you know, if a bus isn't, if a, like, the door is closing because the bus is about to take off. What do you do? You jam your hand in the door, pull it aside, and like you push it. You push the door out of your way so that you can get on. Same thing with elevators, right? Yeah, I know. So they do that here, except when something about it dislodges the mechanism. So if you force the door open, it will not close. Oh my god! So they just like they like they've been. It's been in the news. They've been stuck for like. 50 minutes to like three hours at, at at some point like they have to have technicians open up the panels just to get the just to get it back on track that's ridiculous unbelievable but you know what never go with the first model of anything <laughs> so i mean like just think it could have been we could have been saved all the bathroom garbage if she just got on the o train instead <laughs> and just gets inside thinking, all right, the door's going to close and the train's going to take off. I'll be safe. And then there's a buzzer going off. The light goes off on the door. Just to just to get his attention, the door is open. It will not close. And then he just walks inside the train. No one's going to be there for about 50 minutes. I wanted <laughs> like to a te- be like speed too. <laughs> the, te- the technician has called the assistance. He's just put a message on the intercom and like, fuck checking on the passengers. Like he hears screaming and bashing and he just thinks, ah, oh, it's New York. Someone's throwing a tantrum. <laughs> well, she's just getting murdered in the train. <laughs> I feel like this is a, this is the story that, that you and Sheldon should go with. <laughs> the Ottawa maniac. Ottawa maniac. <laughs> Again, no permits, no anything. Just me and just me and like two suits overlapped so i get that bulky sweaty haggard look like i'm like i'm always heavily breathing and sweating this is amazing i i really hope this happens i really wish we had a light rail thing here now we might i don't know i don't go out but if you want to make the ottawa maniac happen that's patreon.com slash graveyard <laughs> just send us an email make maniac real mini mike <laughs> that's terrible Oh, no, that's good. Let's let's definitely make that happen, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is your next bad? That was all I have for my bads. Oh, f- were you you weren't paying attention. There's so much wrong. There's so oh much wait, wrong no, I have this. thoughts and what the fuck. <laughs> but overall in the bad category, I've been I've been really picky or else I just sound like a, a pissy woman just yapping about things. But the bad's category. Well, the... <laughs> okay, well, we'll get to the thoughts later. Yes. Uh, my remaining bads. We get a naked gal in a bathtub, and it's a bubble bath. What the fuck? The shot just dwells on her, just like swishing around, like just like laying in the tub. Yeah. What the hell? Is she cleaning? 
Is she playing? I don't know. The bubbles are there. It was a weird scene. And again, you get a naked lady like we see her pepperoni slices <laughs> for about 0.75 seconds. So she's okay being naked, being filmed. But we don't see her being filmed naked. You know, I appreciate the effort more than anything. And there just was not effort. Yeah. And then we get to, like, this is clearly like a psycho ripoff. Like if Norman Bates was like, what if Norman Bates was a fat Italian mama's boy? I wrote that in my notes too. (laughs) Because the photographer gets told that she looks just like his mother. Uh And then he abducts this blonde small titty model and talks to her as if it's his mom. And then he just kills her. Like, he never talked to the other women like his mom. And the photographer is the one that looks like his mother, as he shows her in the picture that we don't get to see. <laughs> and you, you think he'd be talking to the photographer as if it's the mom. Like, it, we establish a motive and, like, a, a, a focus for his psychopathy. And it's not even incorporated properly. Yeah. Like, show some damn thought. And then when he scalps the second girl, like, I don't want to knock Tom Savini, but this is just him dragging a prop with a hose attached. Yes. He's not even cutting anything flesh-like with a knife. Like, he's just dragging a knife across her head with, like, a little hose for blood to drizzle down. The first one, we get to see a knife cutting into something like flesh, like separating skin and showing some blood. Like, it is a good cutting effect. And this one, like, again, this is Tom Savini. This is like, this is like getting a a rage face meme from Da Vinci. (laughs) It's like, dude, you can do so much better. What the fuck is this? Like, he, like, he must have run out of budget. Big possibility. Special effects are really expensive. But that, if you've done it once, you got the materials. Do it again. Yeah, there's got to be like some, like just take some leftovers from his skull balloon. Maybe this was the first draft. Maybe he did this one first and was like, you know what? Just fix this. (laughs) That was just his test model to show that he could work within the budget. (laughs) And then when he's just like, all right, I got the real props. Let's get real. Let's really do this. And the director's just like, "Yeah, yeah, you know what? Well, uh, the first take's good enough. But that was just practice, man. I got a fucking reputation to protect. Yeah, but we got a movie to make on a budget, so there you go. (laughs) Okay, well, that's my bad, so let's get to your thoughts. Okay. A lot... I've definitely said this before about the bedroom being the angsty teen thing, but it totally had a Buffalo Bill feel to it, also. I just wanted to see him dancing around with mannequins. Uh, yeah, while well, well, talking. Yes. While well, talking. Of course. <laughs> there should be more mirrors. He should have just had like a complete wall of mirrors with just like right where his height is. Just have like those cut out eyeballs that he was doing. <laughs> that would have been rad. I could remake this movie. Call me. <laughs> the Womaniac. Aww. Oh my god. Can you imagine getting like a gender reversed version of this? Shit, would that make a good movie? Would that make a good movie? When's the last time we've seen like a female slasher? 
oh, it, it's been a while. This, actually, this would be really good as a gender bend. And I clearly want to do it. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we can just get like a nice chubby girl, like going by the name Frankie Zito and just like hiring a gigolo. And he thinks like, oh, this, this is going to be an easy job. And then. <laughs> She just, like, barrels him over, chokes the fuck out of him for, like, five minutes because she's not good at it. Because <laughs> she's but he's but, but he's even less good at breathing and fighting for his life, so he still dies. <laughs> See, I know if I strangle someone, it's probably going to be that first take there. <laughs> my first scalping would probably be all like, Alan, it's not a, it's not a clean line. Hold on. <laughs> and I'd probably go over it again. Perfection. <laughs> The cutting line would end up looking like the pattern on Charlie Brown's shirt. <laughs> She's going to look like Homer Simpson at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to be like a bunch of shreds and like tears. Like, even, I could even, do better. <laughs> even one of the tears, like it's supposed to be like a flat line, but it ends up looking like a J because it just like, it just starts like flying all around the place. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Like a bunch of ragged chops and tears on the back where you just got tired of like trying to get any any purchase with a knife. <laughs> but I feel like if I was ogling, you know, mannequins, it's a lot easier for a, to see a woman doing something weird than to see a dude doing it. I like, just think about the way girls talk to each other. I've literally told someone that I like your flesh. It's so, like, shiny. <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, what do you use? Like... You know, in like a, such a creepy manner of like feeling them too. I happen to know this person, yeah. but <laughs> you just walk up to somebody in a bar, you're feeling them, and you're like, I "Like your flesh." That's yeah. Well, that, as a, a woman, you're allowed. Yeah, as a woman, you're allowed to like size up the merchandise. Yeah, a know? bit more than a guy. It's... So that would. De this is definitely what we have to do. Better than the Ottawa maniac, we need the woman maniac. Oh, I just want to do that shotgun scene. Jump on the hood of a car. Like, best ever. <laughs> well, in, in your case, like, you fire the shotgun into a car, like, it would blow the hell out of, like, whoever you're killing. But then the recoil would, like, just send you back off the hood. <laughs> Be back at the you're, lake. Like, you'd, you'd fall off the hood after rolling back, and then you get a concussion. <laughs> the last of my you're, real like, life, stumbling. for sure. <laughs> everything, everything in this movie is just done poorly. <laughs> you kill someone in a car and then you like you fall backwards you crack your skull you got a little bit of blood going on you end up barfing near the side of the dock because the room because the world is spinning and you just you Take don't you know if you should world. pass out and <laughs> i got syphilis now <laughs> <laughs> somehow i got syphilis from a concussion <laughs> well you fell down on the dock so yeah that makes sense yeah. <laughs> it's the 70s doc there's no health code it's all shot gorilla like girl Gr gorilla gorilla style gorilla <laughs> gorilla style <laughs> i could fuck this up real easy let's do it <laughs> oh my god okay so go to patreon.com slash graveyard and submit your choice do you want the ottawa maniac who just like kills people on trains that offer no security and protection or do you want to see a bumbling female serial killer <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Here's the thing. Yours actually has a purpose. You could get, like, the transit team behind you guys and be like, we need to fix these options. Let's pour money into this cause. <laughs> yeah. Me, it's just, there's no cause. I'm lost. Every, do- every, do- every <laughs> dollar from your online video demand purchase, because there's no way this is getting a theatrical release, <laughs> will go towards fixing the trains, whereas with Crystal's version, it will just go to her, her medical bills. Yeah, maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> maintenance. <laughs> terrible we should do like a project a year like this <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need to heal so <laughs> graveyard graveyard productions <laughs> Until we're or would it be a studio <laughs> <laughs> oh yes keep a keep crystal out of the grave <laughs> <laughs> on the graveyard shift not in the graveyard <laughs> oh. okay so what these thought th- these are wonderful tangents what else do you have forgot where i was hold on okay so the scalping bit i don't know why that was bothering me so much it just felt like the lowest blow to women like you're just gonna take their hair off of that but it's like it the way he does it it's not just the hair it's he gets a like a a little bit of forehead at least on that first bit uh first girl (laughs) and when he's like nailing it into the mannequin uh what is he trying to say with that i don't understand that but is that just his souvenir well yeah like i i I don't get what the thing with the mannequins is like if he's hung up on his mom (laughs) just kill the girls that you know say something that remind him of his mom Mm. okay like if he's gonna be like dressing up these mannequins he sh- we should at least be seeing him do some shit with them. Like, again, like, have, like, a mason drill by the bed. Just so you know, they're like, oh, that's how he makes the holes. <laughs> and, you know, just glue the things on the scalp. Like, if he's pinning down the hair, like, we should be seeing him, like, slow dancing with them and rubbing it or, like, running his fingers through their hair. And if it, like, slips off, then he just, like, then he, like, kicks the radio to stop the music and... <laughs> Then he starts, like, screaming, and he's like, you can't do anything right! And then, like, he goes back to, like, glue, gluing and stapling the hair back in place. So it, then he, like, puts the radio back on. He's like, we can build this thing together, standing strong forever. Nothing's gonna stop us now, mother. Mother. This, this is literally the family descent of um, Castle Freak. They're all part of the same family. And they're both Italian. <laughs> Maybe that's just it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the side story. <laughs> the side story to Castle Freak. Apartment Freak. Because <laughs> uh, he is like in a little basement apartment, isn't he? Yeah, I guess. I don't know what the... I guess the landlord... Like, just by definition, has to live in the basement because if he's living in one of the better places, that's a place that you could be renting. Yeah. So it makes sense in that way, like at least from a capitalist perspective, that the landlord would have to live in the shittiest version of the apartment, at least until he saves enough where he can take the loss and live in the penthouse suite. Yeah, he did the like he did no work in this movie. I mean, like for other people. 
They only they only said he was the landlord just so they could justify him not do not having to show up to a job and like dress well. Uh. <laughs> they couldn't get Tom Spinelli to do any actual physical labor like being a stevedore or a construction worker. <laughs> like, can you imagine him like trying to hold a jackhammer and it's just like shaking and he's just like just immediately as soon as he turns it on he starts sweating and blubbering. <laughs> Like I do better this, with this is too much. This is too much movement. I got, guys, cut, cut, cut! I'm overheating over here. God, he was sweating that entire movie. Just made me feel so uncomfortable. I felt like I was watching this in like a swamp. Just yeah. So what's yeah? What's the laziest job they can give Frank so that he has an excuse to like not do anything except when he leaves the house to hunt? Podcast. Like, <laughs> if oh my god, they made a remake of this with Elijah Wood. Yeah, they did. I would just wonder if, like, if we remade The Maniac, that would explain, like, how are they home, like, making sure that no one can ever discover their cachet of treasure? <laughs> like a smelly leprechaun? <laughs> just, like, huddled up in their place, like, running running a podcast just to, like, barely pay the bills. <laughs> and, like, they're so good at doing voices, people actually think just two co-hosts. <laughs> well... Yeah, this is definitely your uh, your backstory, isn't it? <laughs> the Automaniac. Basically, Mike revealing a little too much about himself in this movie. <laughs> Gotta see the IMDb page of that. Where all the credits are. Uncredited. Uncredited. <laughs> okay, so are there any uh, any more thoughts, goods, bads? Okay, so I just had, like, a stupid joke left on his death when all the women are attacking him. I bet he just wasn't thinking that's, like, what you meant by going to bed with a ton of women. <laughs> this is not what I meant by an orgy. Yeah. But I could it's hard to fit. It's in the moment when you're watching it, you're like, this joke is gold. And then you say it with, like, really no context or anything. And I could describe the scene, but it's stupid if I say it. Now I'm just reviewing myself. Okay. Death, <laughs> death by death by snoo snoo. <laughs> well, yeah, that's really all I have for this. So we're finally done with this movie, right? Well, actually, we got one more thing to do to dwell on this movie. It turns out as interminably long as this movie was, it was actually just a few minutes longer. Oh, great. And funny enough, this was like a uh, an introduction to the character of Frank, where it shows that his character and his life could have taken a slightly different direction, and also where the fuck all the mannequins came from. So special thanks to our contacts out in the field who have just been, you know, watching way more about these movies than we ever have, and sending us the creme de la creme. And a sample of which you will now hear on this week's It Came from the Cutting Room Floor. Delivery. Oh, uh, uh, hello there. Good evening. Uh, I have a few more of these in the truck. I'd be delighted to help. You, uh, you know, you don't seem the type. Delivering. It's kind of dangerous, don't you think? What got you into this work? 
Oh, the joy. There's nothing like giving someone a big box. Such a lovely box. Three, actually. Ah, here they are. Oh, those are three very nice farm boxes. Here, stay right here, and I'll slide her on down to you. I'm right here, baby. Oh, I should help you bring these ladies inside. Only if I get to take you out. Real romantic. Wow! Looks like you got a full house already. What are all these mannequins for? Ah, look at her. She's something. Yeah. So, when would you like to go out? Her legs are perfect. Heels. Yes, that face. She's something. Actually, I, I ought to finish these deliveries. Purple disco shorts. Was that? Blonde. No, she's a brunette. Yes, fishnet stockings. A real lady. Give a guy your box and he instantly loses interest. Well, I have a good day. Red lipstick. No, no, that's whorish. No, 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 no. Oh, so what could have been? Huh? What'd you think? That was very interesting. And yeah, a, a potential other love interest for our boy. <laughs> like he needs more. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a room full already. We're good. <laughs> You know, I've got enough women on my plate. It just doesn't, uh, it just doesn't seem like a pulse would make a difference at this point. <laughs> you know, I think that's the dating mentality of this generation anyway. <laughs> uh, well, that seems to clear up our, uh, our maniac obsession. So it's time for us to, uh, stop being maniac maniacs on the floor and wrap this episode up. What did you think of Mannequin? Did you wait? Mannequin. Not mannequin. That's a different. That's a different movie. That you mannequin saw Mannequin. Was great. Are you kidding? So Mannequin was a great movie. Okay. <laughs> maniac. So watch, watch Mannequin instead of Maniac. You think with the word Maniac, like this movie came out way too soon because with that name you could have gotten Michael Cimbello to put his song on this <laughs> album, on this soundtrack. That would have pumped up the movie's attention right off the bat. But no, they had to put it out before Flashdance, so no Maniac. See, that would have been really good in the model scene. Instead, instead all we got is the showdown. <laughs> going to a showdown, showdown, going to a showdown. <laughs> uh, so my overall thoughts on this movie, Maniac, is... I watched it. I won't do watch it again. I will watch the remake. Just to say I did. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got Elijah Wood in it, so... Yeah. It's gotta be worth checking out just for that. I, I mean, like, the idea of someone, like, the size of Frodo Baggins, like, strangling women. Yes. And just not getting the shit slapped out of him. <laughs> but I feel like he could get away with more, because he's got those puppy dog eyes. You just don't he would get see him, like... Ugh. Yes, he would get close to them, but given his size, he would have to, like, poison or sedate them first, like yeah. like, like Dahmer or Gacy. Yes. You know, when you're going after... Like, just like when you're going after bigger prey, you need to apply your advantages. <laughs> so I feel like with that, though, you can take somebody who isn't very threatening and do that. They did that with um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Unless he was, like, unless he was, like super buff. Yeah, but I saw the trailer. He's not. He's even skinnier than he was <laughs> as Frodo. 
Yeah, so he def- he definitely needs to like sedate these women before he can like strangle them for about a good 10-15 minutes. Or he's just really good at using the dating apps. There's a lot of desperate people, you know, out yeah, there. Yeah, finding him is one thing, but being able to take them out when you're a tiny dude. Yeah, the strangling bit makes sense with him, though. <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense. Ah, oh, this whole thing. So, yeah. Unless uh, they, like, CG- unless they like CGI'd some muscles on him. You just see giant it's hands like, he, coming he, in. He's, t- he's tiny, but he's got grip like a fucking lobster. He's a... It's like the Hulk with in his arms, <laughs> just for those scenes. <laughs> he's he's like Popeye but balanced. <laughs> okay, I, I definitely got to see the movie now, just to see if this is how it goes. It's going to be a fucking disappointment considering how we just took it. It is. <laughs> oh, so I think our movie's way better. And uh, either of our movies, the Elijah Wood remake we did, <laughs> the Automaniac, or the Wall Maniac. I just, I, ugh, this maybe like a three for me. I, you, I could watch it. It'd be good to watch with friends just to like talk about it and make fun of it. But I don't think I could really, I'm not a huge fan of this movie. Yeah, I'm giving it two skulls out of five. Two. All right, cool. I'm generous. Or, or, or two badly, badly scalped mannequins. <laughs> two badly sculpted mannequin heads. Oh, that's. Out of five. That's good. I like that one. That should just be our thing. That's how we rate things. Scalp mannequins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I guess there's nowhere else to go except the kill of the week. I don't think there's any denying, at least for me, that the kill of the week is the shotgun turning Tom Savini's skull into one red left balloon. Yeah. It was the best. Absolutely the best. It, the rest were just... Except maybe his death. Yeah, except but, like dream deaths. Yeah, yeah that's that's a very thin. That's a thin qualification. It is. Say, like, hey, you know that death that didn't happen because it turns out he was like stabbing himself. <laughs> Somehow he had a fucking sword. We never see this sword in the movie, do we? I I didn't notice it. He's found in his bed by the shitty. Oh fuck! We got one more bed. Yeah. The okay. shittiest fucking the cops. cops on the planet. <laughs> They come into the apartment, like, I guess she called them after he tried to strangle her in the graveyard. Unprompted, he has a fucking meltdown about his mom. And he just confesses, oh yeah, basically, I killed the model. And then he tries to strangle the lady, who's just like, fuck you, slices him in the arm with a shovel. And I think, like, oh, she's gonna, like, stab him, kill him in the graveyard? No, he manages to, like, well, not shrug this off, because he's crying like a bitch. (laughs) But... He manages to go home and just, like, no wrapping it up with a bandage, no nothing. He just goes into bed, starts crying, and then his mannequins come to life and kill him. And then the cops come in terribly, like, both of them come in. Nobody clears a room. They see him. They see him. And then they just walk the fuck out. Nobody secures the room. Nobody checks the other rooms to see if somebody killed him. We see him on the bed. He's got a fucking Ginsu sword. Some kind, like somehow he's got like a fucking katana in his chest. Like it's apparently he killed it. He stabbed himself with a sword that's never mentioned or made in this made any appearance in this movie. 
and the cops just fucking close the door. <laughs> they do they don't just they don't just walk out. They also close the door like, okay, well, bye. Like, these are the fucking war oh my god, we keep seeing the worst cops ever and they keep getting worse. <laughs> yeah. Nobody <laughs> checks the other rooms. Is there a girl around? Like, is there another victim somewhere in the house? Is there? Is the person who killed them, like, in self-defense? Are they in the kitchen, like, in shock? Is someone, like, under the kitchen? Under the kitchen? Behind the kitchen counter? Under the sink? In a cupboard? Like, no, no check in the room. No clearing it. They just see him dead and just think, All right. Great. Case closed. It's... They didn't even look around. They didn't even think that their, his decor was, like, gross or anything. Nobody like, checks the room! This makes sense. It, but their outfits, they weren't even dressed as cops or de- detectives they were dressed, anything. They were dressed like stripper cops. They, they looked like they were going out. Like, 1970s bar. And... <laughs> they just show up and then they get into an argument. You said you were going to be the construction worker. No, I said I was going to be the cop. You were going to be the Indian. <laughs> Either way, our case is solved for the day. Let's go. <laughs> we can't. We can't even. Do, we can't even work together. We're gonna have to pair off. One of us is gonna have to pair off with someone else. It's just not going to work. <laughs> even that's a better movie. <laughs> uh, okay. So, what did you think of this movie? Did you like it? Did you hate us? Hate it, not us. Hate you us. love us. <laughs> we hate us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We hate us. You ha- you get to love us. That's it. That's how this works. <laughs> you can check us out at facebook.com slash the graveyard shift pod as well as instagram.com slash the graveyard shift pod. Leave a comment on this movie. Let us know what you thought of it. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Do you want to see our versions? And if you want to make our versions a reality, you can head to patreon.com slash graveyard. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get bonus episodes where we deviate from our format. We can do top 10 lists, video games, or movies that we just saw in theater that are a little too soon to get into a spoiler review for the main feed. You can also check out our homepage at strangebiscuits.com slash graveyard shift where you can see all the places you can listen to us. Listen, rate, review, subscribe on CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, today's movie was suggested by Kelvin E. Uh, so, yeah, we said last week we were going to review Rubber, and we kind of messed up. So, yeah. you're getting Maniac, but next week you're going to get Rubber, which was suggested by Donna S. But until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Crystal. And thank you for joining us on The Graveyard Show. Ha 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 